Hi, I'm Alex Rubin, and thank you so much for joining me on my daily teaching podcast, Grace to Your World. You know, the more we understand God's grace, the more do we find ourselves empowered to change our world and to live the overcoming life. Now, with that being said, let's get into today's message and grow in our walk with Jesus together. I want to call this today the heart established with grace. And so we're kind of getting into a new uh, chapter of our of our series. This uh, past uh, midweek Bible study, I was talking about heart knowledge versus head knowledge. And so today I really want to get into uh, the heart established uh, with grace. And uh, I truly believe that if you can just get a hold of this today, uh, is truly going to transform your life. You see, I've, I've, I've shared with you before that this new covenant is really all about the heart. You see, God is interested in, in transforming your heart. Sometimes we think, you know, it's all about our performance. Alex, I got to do these seven things to be pleasing to God. Or Alex, I got to do these 20 things to try to get God to bless me. But friend, what I want you to understand from the outset today is that this new covenant is all about your heart. God wants your heart, you see. And uh, what is the heart? Let's be very clear from the beginning here that when we talk about the heart of a man, what we're talking about is we're talking about the very core and the very center of who you are. You see, who you are is a spirit. Man is a spirit being. Uh, man possesses a soul. Your soul is your mind, your will, and uh, your emotions. And your body, of course, is is simply this this earth suit. Amen. It's this this earth vessel uh, that allows you uh, to interact with this uh, natural uh, world in which we find ourselves. But 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 what you are, friend, I want you to understand is a spirit. You are a spirit. You're not your soul. You're not your body. No, you are a spirit. God, uh, the Bible says, is a spirit. God created you in His image and likeness. And so, what you really are is a a spirit. And, and now when we talk about the heart of a person, what we're talking about is really uh, the spirit and soul combination. <laughs> you see, the heart is really uh, the totality of your inner man. And so the heart is really the place within you where your spirit and your soul uh, meet. And so the heart is the core and the very center of, a, of who a person is. And of course, the Bible says that uh, the issues of life flow out of the heart. And so ultimately, what happens in a person's life has to do with what's in a person's heart. And what I want to show you today is that the heart of a person, uh, guys, the heart of a man was designed for God to, to dwell in. <laughs> you see, God is after your heart because the way that man is designed is, is that God is, is supposed to be in, in your heart. You're, you're supposed to be uh, the very vessel and the very instrument through which God can flow into, into this world. You see, I'm, I'm going to share a very radical truth with you from the uh, outset today, and that is that man was never created to function effectively apart from God. You see, when God created man, when God created Adam and Eve in the garden, He created them uh, to live in, in continual fellowship uh, with Him. And, 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 you know, we live in a world, obviously, where people are trying to do all kinds of things uh, separate and apart from God. Uh, there's some people who'll say, uh, even they'll say, I, I don't really need God. You know, what do I need God for? But friend, I'm going to share something very powerful with you. And that is that any kind of darkness 
that you see in the world, any kind of uh, darkness that's in a person's life. I want you to consider that just perhaps that darkness is the absence of, of, of having the knowledge of God in, in, in a person's heart. You see, when you have the knowledge of God in your heart, when you know God from the heart, then the light uh, of God, His light, begins to shine into those broken and dark places, you see. And so, of course, when I'm talking about knowledge, I'm not talking about mental knowledge. Now, now I'm not talking about merely knowing things uh, about God. No, I'm talking about heart knowledge, and, and, and heart knowledge is really the difference between uh, head knowledge and heart knowledge is that uh, head knowledge is, is you knowing things about God you having uh, intellectual information about God, and that's good, we should know things about God, amen, but, but, but uh, head knowledge becomes heart knowledge when it's no longer something that you merely know. It's no longer you just knowing about God. No, heart knowledge of God is when God becomes a living reality in your heart, you see. And I'm submitting to you today, friends, that the, the solution to what's going on in your life, the solution to the issues you may be uh, facing is not you working harder, it's not you struggling more, it's not even you praying more. No, what it is, is you beginning to have heart knowledge of God. It's you uh, beginning uh, uh, to live in a way where God is becoming a living reality in your life. You see, and so God created man to live in continual fellowship uh, with him. And it wasn't until that sin entered into the world and ent entered into the human race that that fellowship was broken. You see, and it's, it's, it's because that fellowship was broken uh, that death entered into the world, that corruption and sickness and decay and poverty entered into the world. And so what I'm submitting to you today, friends, is that the solution to all of these issues, the solution to whatever is going on in your life, friend, whatever the challenge is, the solution is you realizing that God wants to be a living reality in your life. The solution is you realizing that, 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 that your heart, the very core and the very center of who you are, is, is actually designed uh, to be the dwelling place of, of God, to be the dwelling place of the Holy Spirit, to live in fellowship uh, with Him. Amen. And so let's, let's uh, get into this today. Let's get started here in the book of Hebrews chapter 13, uh, verse 9. Uh, we've been contrasting quite a bit now uh, the, the distinction between uh, the law of Moses and performance-based religion and, and, and the grace and truth that came by Jesus. And so here in Hebrews uh, 13, verse 9, uh, this is what he says. He says, Be not carried about with diverse and strange doctrines. <laughs> what kind of doctrines are you listening to? Amen. Uh, do not be carried about with diverse and strange doctrines or teachings. He says, For it is a good thing. Everybody say good thing. It is a good thing that the heart be established with grace, not with meats, which have not profited them that have been occupied therein. And, and what that is just talking about, uh, basically the law, you know, the, with the law of Moses, there came certain uh, dietary uh, requirements. And what he's saying is, it's a good thing for the heart of a person to be established with grace, the grace of God, the unmerited favor of God, 
not with meats, you know, not with performance, not with religious obligation, not with a list of things that you believe you have to do to be pleasing to God. Let's read this in the Amplified as well. Uh, Hebrews 13, 9 in the Amplified says, Do not be carried about by different and varied and alien teachings, for it is a good for, for it is good for the heart to be, a, watch this now, to be established, to be ennobled, and to be strengthened, praise God, by means of grace. And grace is defined as God's favor and spiritual blessing, and not to be devoted to uh, foods or uh, rules of, of diet and, and ritualistic meals, uh, watch this, which bring no spiritual benefit, which bring no spiritual benefit or profit to those who observe them. And so what he's saying is that in the law and in the requirements of the law, there is no spiritual benefit. There's no spiritual benefit. And may I suggest uh, to you, friends, that what we want is we want to we want to uh, be benefited spiritually. Amen. We want to uh, grow in our walk with the Lord. We want to grow in us becoming more fully who he has created us to be. And so what I want you to see that that comes by having a heart that's been established in the grace of God and not by being uh, caught up in performance. Amen. Uh, look at Titus chapter, uh, uh, chapter 2 verse 11. I want to review this again uh, this truth that grace, when grace is established in the heart of a person, that grace actually now teaches you. Remember, grace is your teacher. I'm going to keep uh, emphasizing that. Uh, grace is your teacher. The law of Moses is not your, your teacher. Uh, Hebrews chapter 2, uh, excuse me, Titus uh, chapter 2, uh, verse uh, starting at verse 9. Praise God. Uh, excuse me, starting at verse 11. Uh, Titus chapter 2 verse 11 says this, he says, For the grace of God that bringeth salvation hath appeared to all men. And so what he's saying is that the grace of God that bringeth salvation uh, has been made available to all of mankind. Now, friends, remember, if you've listened to me any length of time, you know by now that the grace of God that brings salvation is not a curriculum. It's not a doctrine. The Bible said, don't be carried away with strange doctrines. Uh, the grace of God ultimately is not a doctrine. It's not a curriculum. No, friend, the grace of God is a person and his name is Jesus. Amen. And so we're talking about Jesus, that Jesus has been made available to all of mankind, that salvation is a finished work uh, and it's available to the entire world. And so why is the entire world not saved? Well, it's because they have not all believed. And so grace, remember, always requires our positive response. Our positive response to the grace of God is faith. Look at verse 12. He says, teaching us, grace is teaching us, this grace of God that has come, this grace of God which is Jesus, this grace of God which is to be established in your heart, friend. This, this grace of God, which wants to be a living reality in your heart, he says, is teaching us, teaching us what? That denying ungodliness and worldly lusts, we should live soberly, righteously, and godly in this present world. Verse 13, looking for that blessed hope and the glorious appearing of the great God and our Savior, Jesus Christ. This is what grace is teaching you. And verse 14, who gave himself for us, that he might redeem us from all iniquity and purify unto himself a peculiar people, zealous of good works. 
And so grace is teaching you to be zealous of good works. Grace is not teaching you uh, to want to go and sin. Uh, again, sometimes people think, Alex, preaching too much grace, it just sets people free to sin. No friend, grace, which wants to be a living reality in your, in your heart, is teaching you to live right. Amen. And so uh, look at verse 11 uh, again. He says, the grace of God that bringeth salvation. The grace of God that bringeth salvation. Now, what I want to do is I want to ask you a, a question, and I want to ask you, uh, how would you define salvation? What is salvation, ultimately? And, you know, I might ask you this, and uh, you may know, of course, uh, that salvation is not merely about going to heaven. Uh, eternal life is not merely about going to heaven. And so you might say, well, Alex, I, I, I know that. Uh, you know, you might say, well, uh, salvation is, 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 is healing. And, and, and that's correct. Salvation, uh, a healing is a part of, of salvation. Or you might say, well, salvation is, is deliverance. And that's correct as well. Uh, or salvation is, is soundness. Amen. Uh, and, and all of that is correct. All of that is a part of salvation. But what I want to challenge you today with is that those are simply the fruits of salvation. You see, the fruits of salvation or the fruits of eternal life is, is uh, healing or deliverance or prosperity or, or you walking in your calling that God has for your life. But when we really define salvation, how do we define salvation? Turn with me to uh, St. John chapter 17 and we'll look at verse 3 because we'll look at uh, how did Jesus uh, define uh, salvation or eternal life, which is, of course, uh, salvation. And what I want to suggest to you now is, is really that salvation, you know, it's not merely about, uh, it's not merely about the benefits that come with salvation. Uh, salvation is not merely about, you know, avoiding hell. Uh, no, it's about more than that. Amen. And so what I want to suggest to you is that salvation Remember, I said man was never created to live apart from God, but that fellowship was broken when, when sin entered into the world. Now, I want to suggest to you, friends, that salvation is man's fellowship with the Father being restored through the finished works of Jesus Christ. I want to suggest to you, uh, and I'm going to show you the, the, the scripture in a moment, that salvation is really about uh, having heart knowledge of God. It's really about knowing God in the heart. And friends, when you really know God in the heart, uh, that means you know Him beyond uh, just what you've heard about Him. You know Him beyond uh, the letter of the law. No, you know Him in the heart. And friends, when you know God in the heart, you will understand and come to realize that you cannot separate the true nature of God from His grace. <laughs> Praise God. You cannot separate the true nature of God uh, from His mercy. You cannot separate the true nature of God from, from his, his love that He has for you. And so, for you to, to see this, however, you know, you hear me saying this, and, and you may say, uh, Alex, I believe that. That sounds good. I, I believe it. Praise God. Amen. Yay. Amen. But, but, but the way that this goes from something that you just hear to actually becoming something that's real in your heart. You know, when it's real in your heart, it doesn't matter what anybody says. 
you know, it doesn't matter how, how much Satan tries to get you to, to question or to doubt God. No, uh, when he's real in your heart, man, I want you to understand that it, it doesn't matter what's going on in the world. It doesn't matter what's going on around you. No, you know that you know that you know that you are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. You know that you know that you know that it's by His stripes that you were healed. You know that you know that you know that my God supplies all of my needs according to His riches in glory by Christ Jesus. You know that you know that you know that even in the darkest hour when you're in that uh, deepest ditch, uh, man, you know uh, that you can depend upon Him, that you can rely upon Him, and that He is going to get you out of that ditch, you see. but. I'm talking about this now being something that is real in your heart. Amen. A living reality in your heart. And what I'm saying is that happens when, one, your heart is established with grace, and two, when you understand this truth about uh, salvation, what it's really about. Uh, let's, let's read this verse here. Let's look at uh, John 17, verse 3. Now, this is Jesus speaking, and this is Jesus uh, about to define for us salvation. He's about to define, he's about to give us his definition of eternal life. Uh, in fact, let's read this verse out loud together. Uh, if you're there, uh, ready? Let's read. And this is life eternal, that they might know thee, the only true God, and Jesus Christ, whom thou hast sent. Friends, this is life eternal. <laughs> Praise God. Notice he's, he's not saying, uh, he's not saying, man, that this is one of the benefits of life eternal. No, he's saying, guys, this is it. Notice he's not saying that eternal life is healing, deliverance, uh, your needs being met, even though that's a part of it. Amen. As a result of having life eternal, you will prosper in every area of life. But he's defining here what it actually is. And guys, what he says is, this is what it is. This is life eternal, that they might know you, that they might know you, the only true God and Jesus Christ, whom thou hast sent. And so eternal life is to have knowledge of God. Eternal life is to, to know God. Now, I'm going to be very clear, of course, here that this is not talking about head knowledge. This is not talking about you knowing things about God. You know, somebody can go to church their entire life, guys, and, and the sad truth is that, you know, a person may have all kinds of information uh, about God, you know, and, 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 and that person is, is saved. You know, you, you, you believe on Jesus and, you know, that person is on their way to heaven. Uh, but sadly, guys, it's, it's very much possible for a person to have all kinds of knowledge about God, but to not actually have heart knowledge of God. <laughs> uh, you know, to not have Him be a reality in your heart. Now, this is the person who may go to church uh, and, 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 you know, uh, you, you love the Lord and everything, but uh, as you go about your day-to-day -day life, you're really struggling with, with bringing Him into every area of your life. You're really struggling uh, with, with uh, uh, you know, really just, just just living out your Christian life in your everyday affairs. And so could it be that you have head knowledge of him, you know about God, uh, you've put your faith in him, amen, so you're saved, you're going to heaven, but could it be that he has not yet become a living reality in your heart? <laughs> Praise God. You see, 
And so what I, uh, what the Lord has put on my heart, guys, is that this ministry, all of our friends and partners who are associated with this ministry, all of you guys watching and listening, I want this to be a ministry where we don't just give you information about God. You know, we don't just give you head knowledge about God. No, we want this to be a ministry where you really encounter Him. You see, when you encounter Jesus, when you have a grace encounter, when you have a Jesus encounter, man, I want you to understand that there is a principle that says it is impossible to encounter Him and not see your life change as a result. It is impossible for Him to be real in your heart and not to see profound transformation take place as a result. And so everybody say, it's about knowing God. Say out loud, it's about God becoming a living reality in my heart. Amen. And so he says, this is life eternal, that they might know you, the only true God and Jesus Christ, uh, whom, whom you've sent. And so, friends, I've said before that the most important thing in the life of a believer is your personal one-on-one -on -one relationship with Jesus Christ. You see, principles are important. We teach principles, but the strength and the empowerment of the Christian life really comes out of your one-on-one -on -one relationship with Jesus Christ. And uh, you want to understand now this contrasting now that we've been doing between the law of Moses and the grace and truth that came by Jesus because, uh, guys, the only way that God can reveal himself in our hearts to the, to the degree that he wants to, the only way that can happen in your life is by you understanding that grace has become your teacher, that the law of Moses is not your teacher, and it's by you understanding that you, as a born-again believer, are not under the law of Moses. Turn with me to John uh, chapter 1 verse 17 and let's review this again because uh, I've shared with you before you know that there's there's a lot of mixture going on in churches where people are you know mixing the old covenant with the new covenant that's somebody who says you know Alex I, I understand that we're under grace obviously we're under grace but you know we still got to work hard to try to be pleasing to God well that's a mixture of the covenant that is actually error it's mixing the two covenants you can't mix grace uh, and truth with with performance uh, and, and remember the Bible said don't be carried away now with strange doctrines amen uh, he said let your heart be established with grace let your heart be established with the grace of God the favor of God, the unmerited love and the unmerited favor and blessings of God. That's His grace. And so, and so in order for God to, to become real in your life to the extent that He wants to be real in your life, you got to be once and for all delivered from the law of Moses. You got to understand, if you didn't hear me teach on this before, this may be a shock what I'm about to say, <laughs> but I'm going to say it anyway. Amen. You got to understand that you're not under the Ten Commandments. You got to understand that the Ten Commandments are not for a born again believer. That the law of Moses is not for a born again believer. Now, am I saying go and, and, and live an ungodly lifestyle? No. No. Listen to what I'm saying, guys. Listen to what I'm saying. It's impossible for you to live in an, in an ungodly way or, or to sin more if Jesus, man, is a living reality in your heart. <laughs> you see, when people are afraid that grace gives people a license to sin, they just don't really understand that one, grace is, 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 is a person, it's Jesus. And remember, grace is also a spirit. It's the spirit of grace, the Holy Spirit. 
And so you being under the grace of God, you in this covenant of grace, is all about this grace being established in your heart, Jesus working in your heart, the Holy Ghost working in you. Hey guys, thank you so much for joining me today. I'm Alex Rubit. You have been listening to Grace to Your World. Be sure to join me again on our next podcast as we continue growing in our understanding of God's grace. Now to learn more about our ministry and to download the full-length audio of this and other teachings, simply head to graceworldonline.org. For information on how to become a Grace Vision partner or how to make a gift of any amount to our ministry, simply head to graceworldonline.org forward slash give. Now I pray that you continue to see God's grace manifesting richly in your life, and I look forward to talking to you again on our next podcast.